That's the honest truth, bro. Like I like I walk into Carter's office now, right? I walk into I walk into Ben Carter's office now, and and this is not in any sense a directive of you know like like how much I like we're very different, me and Ben, and I've got I've got certain aspects that he needs, and he's got certain aspects I need. We we understand that. But the first time I sat with Carter, I'm a fucking numbers man, right? And I thought I was the king. And, bro, this motherfucker made me... Tore you apart. Bro, I felt, I swear to you, man, I felt like a fucking preschooler. My other mate, right, that owns a brick lane company. <clears throat> I play cricket with this dude. Quiet as, quiet, chilled out dude. He's Jack too. He's fucking <laughs> Jack, bro. He barely speaks. reckons he doesn't lift. He's fucking... <laughs> Jack, you're watching this? You're Jack. He barely speaks. He barely speak a word to anyone. He's the most he's, he's the most polite person I've ever met, but the most rude cunt in the same statement. Like he just won't say hello to you, blatantly because he's he's shy, right? But people, his, bi- his biceps cover his people, people look at him like he fumbled his way to success. They do, and not they, they don't say it, but I know that because I thought that. I met this dude. Yeah, I can see that. I, I met that. that. He, he, you know, he, he's a, he played cricket. If, if played you cricket. didn't tell me that before, I would have thought Someone said thing. to me, he's a bricklayer, and I was like, oh, yeah, fucking typical bricklayer. <laughs> I slaps bricks in the sun. I was like, no, nah, he's got 60 stuff. I was like, fucking, he's 28. I was like, what the fuck are you on, right? Anyway, I took my idea to him, and I said, I, I knew he was a good dude. I knew he knew what he was doing with business. I, I thought, to be fair, I was going to run the show here. I'm going to take my idea to him. He's going to like my idea, but I'm the brains here. Bro, we, we, that cunt dissected my numbers and made me feel like a fucking idiot again. And I went home. I went from the office. I went home and I took his piece of paper that he'd written these things on and I went, I've got to figure out a way how he'd done that because how he did it. And I, I figured it out. It took me about an hour. I broke it down and figured it out. But I swear to you, I felt belittled. And not because he'd made me feel that way, but because I was like, you are a spat, like, you are not the cunt you think you are. You're not this fucking, you're not the gang, like, you're not the fucking be all and end all. But every time I get humbled like that, I get better. But don't you reckon, when you get to that level, and this is what changed for me, and I don't know if you noticed this, that when we got, when we started meeting, but when you get that level, the Carter level, I believe I'm at that level now. Um, at the bre- oh, When we first spoke, when we first spoke, my whole persona on money changed, right? Yeah. But with you and I, we become mates very quickly, friends. Way too quick. I wish I thought about very, it. Very, very, yeah, I wish I fucking <laughs> never went there. No, but we become friends very fast, right? Yeah. And to me, it's a lot, to get intel on you. it's a lot of, yeah, no, what, what the fuck, bro? I'm legit. <laughs> Listen, to me, right, me, once you become mates with someone, it's very easy. It's a lot easier to not realize you've been humbled by. Yeah, that's true. With, with Brett and Carter, they were associates, they were work associates, and then they put me in, without meaning to, they put me in a place where I was I was so in, in, I was intimidated by these smart people. Man. Yeah, but I think what I, what I was trying to say is when you get to that status as well, you start realizing, I said at the start as a joke, but it was serious. I know a fuck all about a lot of things, but I know a lot about a little bit. Right. And I know my lane. And I'll go into a room, if someone wants to challenge me on my lane, Fucking bring it. I'm alpha, right? I'm alpha in that lane. I will put you in your spot. But in the same way, I don't care. If you want to talk shit and you think you know, and I'll just leave it, right? I know that I'm alpha in that spot. Before I was in this spot, I used to go into every room thinking I'm alpha at everything. I know everything yeah. about everything, and I'd get yeah. put in my place. Where people like Carter and stuff, like you sit there, when you become the expert and you know what you know, once you learn... You don't know what you don't know, and you know what you know. It's one of those powerful positions because you go, I know what I'm talking about. And when everyone else talks about shit you don't know, you listen and you yeah. go, tell me. Yeah, I agree. That, that's that's the one thing for me. I was always a talker, and I'm still a talker, bro. I'll talk over people, and I don't mean to. I don't mean to. I'm, I'm a, 
I love cunts. I'm a humble motherfucker. But I talk. I talk too much, right? And and fucking people hate me for it. That's why I don't care. Two eyes, one, two ears, two one mouth. I don't care, right? I couldn't care. I can give two fucks. But as of late, and the way my life's traveling, every time I'm humbled, I get better. So I nearly yearn it now. I nearly want to be humbled. I want to meet the next motherfucker that can put me in my place to, for me to level up. I changed it how was I educated myself, bro. I edu- the, the simple que- the simple answer to that question is was I didn't stop educating and I, like I literally looked around me and I fucked all the shit off and I took in everything positive. But did you did you so for me this one I'm referring to did you analyze with yourself what the things you were good at stick to your guns and then look at the things you were shit at and look for people that were good at that is nah, that it wasn't like that it, it it may have looked it may look that way but. What I did was I realized, I read this thing once and it was saying something, it was about an average wage. And it was like someone, five people, the five closest people you hang around, your time's their wage to give. You heard that? Divided, that's your average wage, right? Well, I read this thing. It's bullshit. 100% is, but beneath it, there was this quote and the quote pretty much stated that you hang with shit, you get, like you hang with shit, you get fleas, right? You hang with dogs, you get fleas, right? And... And, not, and that's not to say I was hanging with you. Like, bro, I've got, I've got a lot of good friends, man. A lot of people I've known forever. But what was happening in my life at the time was, oh, I was, I'm a helper. I fucking help everyone going bad. Or everyone having a hard time of it. And I was helping so, and I, was, and I will. To the day I die, I can't help that. that that's the way I am, bro. I'll help anyone that needs to help. I'm, I've always been like that. I, I, I can't, I can't change me for being that. I, I've, I've been told in the past by, you know, by my mum even, by certain people. By B, when we got together, B was like, you need to stop doing that. I feel better helping them. And if they shit on me, fucking so be. Yeah, I feel the same. I feel right? the same. So, oh, you know, recently I've been shit on hard. So yeah, the same. so 100%, bro. And so for me, it was like, I'm like, well, there's certain people in my circle that that, that I've helped or, or that I've done something for them. And, and to be honest, but like, they haven't even said thank you. And I don't give a fuck if you say thank you to me. But be thankful, right? Reciprocate, as in yeah. don't even don't even give no, me no, not give. Reciprocate the love. I'm a big lover, bro. I'm a big lover, and and I, you know, I work my ass off to. See, you're like me, bro. I'll give. Everyone always said to me, "Why do you give what you don't get?" I don't expect to get nothing back. Uh, I give, 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 and if you don't get back, I see we're not on the same page. I don't want, sweet, but, but not even that. I, you're the same as me, bro. You don't want them to give back. Just don't fucking keep taking. Just just don't shit on me. Just that's, appreciate that's, it. That's all I ask, bro. Don't shit on me. And, and like, I got shit on a couple of times. Oh, I've been shit on you, fucking you know? birds. You rats and your birds. <laughs> I um, look. The the ultimately the how was I figured out within myself that to better myself I needed to surround myself with good people. Now I got a good circle. My you know my bridal party, my wedding, man. The I picked the. It's a fucking weird thing, but this is the truth of the matter is. When I looked at my bridal party, he asked my missus, right? <laughs> this is fucking no, no joke. When I chose my bridal party, I looked at those people and I thought, if my missus was naked in a bed, would they fuck her? That's the honest truth. Now, whether we choose to put this in or keep it for a snake peek, that's, the, that's legitimately the truth, right? Every single cunt in my bridal party. That's, that's brilliant, actually. And I thought, fucking, now there's people at my wedding that I, I don't know, I don't know about that, like, but the cunts in my broader party, the people that I thought I'd be friends with forever, that's why I picked them. Now, two out of the boys in my broader, one of them is my dad, 
my dad, you know, me and my dad were thick, bro. <laughs> so one of them is my dad. Two of the boys that I grew up with from primary school, you know, my, you know, my best mates. One of my mates, love him dearly. He's missing at the moment, but he fucking hopefully bounces back. Look, um, you know, he, he's the most solid kind of ever met in my life. And then there was another dude as well, Brad. He's I'll give him a shout out actually, Brad King. He fucking um, my bra. I won't I won't go into the other boys just because they might not want me to. But but Brad Brad sort of loves this sort of shit. He'll give it a share. So. He, uh, when I met Brad, I was in a real fucked up stage of my life, um, and he was in a pretty bad spot of his life, and, and we, we sort of hit off based off of moral morals. And then um, when, you know, your mates go missing sometimes when you're in a bit of a spot, they they, they forget that you're human, bro. Like, they, they you know, you throw, the good times. Well, you throw off this persona, you throw off this persona that you're a gang- not a gangster, but you throw off this persona you're a hard cunt. Well, you go, you go up in the West, you're a hard cunt, you always look after everyone else, you're always managing everyone else. You get your heart broken, bro. Where the fuck are you, mate? Well, Brad, he 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 was he sort of got me through a real hard spot when I when I went through that bullshit with the builder and Brad pulled me out the other end. And uh, for me, look like back then I didn't I didn't realize but that can't got me through a period of my life where and I'll never forget it, bro. Like I, I'm not I'm not uh, you know I'm a sentimental motherfucker and and I couldn't give a fuck when anyone thinks I love my missus, I love my kids, I love my mates, and I'll do anything for them. And I'll be that faggot that cries at a wedding. I don't care. I'll say you can't say that. Twenty twenty. I can. Yeah, I'll be the QBLT or fucking whatever. Look, <laughs> the I'll be that motherfucker that cries at a wedding, bro. I'll say a speech or a poem or something, and I'll cry. And I don't give a fuck because I'll tell you what, I'll cry and then slap you later. I don't care. Isn't the wedding the best day of your life, bro? Best day. Well, fuck, you know what? Kingy gave me a, a lot of real good. Kingy said to me, "Take it in. Don't let it go too fast." 3 a.m. in the morning. Fucking <laughs> don't fucking remember what happened the whole wedding. Happens is real fast. We're gonna cut this out, but we're not. We can do it. Yeah, see it all. Uncut version. <laughs> let's go. Midnight. Let's go. Let's, go let's talk about hindsight. So the whole idea of this is to turn our hindsight into other people's foresight, right? So learning from our mistakes. So now we know what who you are, where you grew up, what you grew up with, how you grew up, that kind of thing. People can relate to you. What are some of the things if you look back now? What we just chat, we sort of covered off in a little bit. But what are some of the main things now if you look back? And remember, we're talking about wealthy. We're talking about health, money, lifestyle, to keep that balance, to live the happiness life. What are some of the things that you wish you could go back and change with yourself? I had a teacher at school told me, I would have been 15, that routine was the key to life. And fuck, my, I don't have a routine. Even now. Even now with, even now with a good little model behind me and, and, and what's going on, my, my routine's bad. But the best... The best sort of time I've ever got, like when I was playing footy or, or when something was going on, was when I got into a routine. I trained Tuesday, Thursday. I played Saturday. I was up at 6 a.m. running. Routine really, really helped me. So even now, although I don't live by and, and I know you've got a pretty good routine going, but, but even though I don't live by it, that's something I, I still fight for today to put into my life because I feel like it's a big key to, to, to being happier. Healthier as well, but, but mainly happier. I just feel like like a bit of a sleep pattern, a bit of a routine as to and a schedule as to what you're doing can really take the stress off. And like, although I don't have a really good sleep pattern, I've got a good routine. I've got a good, I've got a good schedule. I've got a good, uh, like although I do different stuff every day, I'm in the period of really trying to figure out how to switch off when I get home. So when I go to work and then I go home, I'm trying to focus on the switch off. Now, you ask my wife, she'll probably tell you I don't have one and I don't switch off and I don't have a routine, but it's gotten better over the last 12 months. So, I'm working there. Um, the main thing I would I would probably go back on, bro, like I'd document everything my mum 
my nan or mainly my mum and my nan, but but you know, my dad and my stepdad told me certain things over the years too. There's certain things that what, what are the things? Because I know my mum told me a lot of stuff and my mum's a gun. Mum shout out. She's um she's a gun, but my mum told me growing up um, what are the things you would go back and actually uh, wish you the the certain things you'd listen to? Well, save your money, save your money back then. I think it would have changed my mindset because because I lived week to week for so long. Had I just got a bit of an understanding of saving money? Because for me, once I saved that first twenty grand, bro, there was no fucking chance anyone was taking that, right? Isn't that true? Once you build that thing. <laughs> Once you start getting the roll on, fuck off. I don't yeah, spend no shit. No touching it. It's no, not going no. under there, right? And, and that's, that's, it took me 20 to save my own money. Well, I lie. I had 50 grand at 21, but I went and spent in Vegas. I spent $50,000. k in Vegas. I was in Vegas 10 days. I spent a fuckload of money. I bought, yeah, it was good. But what'd you buy, dude? What'd you buy? <laughs> so I was, I was in, I actually in Hawaii. Um, I actually was in this shoe store, bro. I fucking woke up in Hawaii and there was like eight of these pairs of shoes. Where there was Nike. So I was like, fucking, fuck with those Nike. And this chick, like, we were there with friends, and this chick that I knew there, she, she goes, you, they're yours. You bought them all. And I was like, what the? Bro, I, I opened them. They were same pair of shoes in different sizes because at the time I was too drunk to try my shoe size on. It wasn't the first tick you looked at in fucking Vegas. <laughs> So that's the honest truth, bro, bro. Like, I don't know. Look, when we're going into hindsight, there's certain things that uh, my, my nan told me. Um, my nan, you know, she's my favorite person in the world, bro. My, my dad's mum. Like, I love my mum and, and I adore my mum and, and, and I idolize her. But, you know, you've always got that sort of favorite growing up. My, my nan always told me, don't do anything illegal. <laughs> Fucking, you listen to her real well. Um, and and you know what? I don't know if I would change that. Certain things, certain things. Um, my mum my mainly, bro, like the things that are resonating with me are my mum. So my mum told me work Monday to Friday. Don't be sick. Don't call in sick for no reason and don't lie. Bro, my mum told me for a long time, man, don't lie, right? And I lie, like I lie through my skin for a lot of it. Just to make up stories and do all this type of shit when I was young. But let's cover that, right? Because we think we're talking money, health and that, but that's a big thing, bro. That that comes into wealth. Lying. You think lying when you're younger is to get by this, that, but you start lying to yourself. You start yeah, not looking I, at your bank account, telling I, yourself you're a baller, this, that. I told lies. I told lies to people. One thing you'll get from me now is you'll get up straight up honesty. You'll get, if I fuck up, I'll tell you I fuck up. Like you ask anyone I know, if I fuck it up, I'll apologize and I'll say so. Now, a big part of me, like, I don't, I understand that sorry means nothing, but sorry means nothing if you don't mean it, right? If you do it again. If you don't mean it. If you don't mean sorry, like, like you fucking hurt someone or you have a car accident, right? Saying sorry, it means fuck all. The car's fucked. The car's fucked. They're going to get a write-off. It doesn't mean anything. But if you genuinely mean it, it fucking changes the system. And for me, I fuck up daily. I fuck up regularly. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not the be-all and end-all of, of, of business. I'm not the be-all and end-all. 6 a.m., Jim. I, I went today, can't. <laughs> Why? Uh, Why did you go today, dude? <laughs> fucking sun pissed the bed all over me. I planned <laughs> that whole that's thing. That's a legit story, too. No, nah, look. Cut that one out. I, um, I don't know, bro. It, like, with my mum, when my mum told me not to lie, I thought my mum meant don't lie to her. Don't lie to yourself, to general. And... 
And I think I, I, I'm I'm really strong on this with my kids. I'm like, fucking tell me if you fuck up. Tell me if you punch your brother in the head. Tell me. Well, I think it's important. My mum was the same, but and I say this to mum now, and she's learned this. But the same thing. It's all well and good to say not lie, but you've got to be able to handle the truth. You can't expect someone not to lie to you if you can't handle. If you're going to blow up about the truth. Yeah, not, yeah, not that, blow up. You can like you can affect it, but you can't expect. Like I used to, I, I used to be real honest as a kid, right? I'd tell the truth. I'd cop a fucking beating. So then I'd go, why am I telling the truth? It's the same outcome either yeah, way. Yeah, but was the beating as bad? Easily. I don't know. Easily. I'd like my my oh, you... little boy, right? My, my my eldest son, Kieran, he's a, he's a fucking good kid. But it's in his blood to lie, bro. And like, I just I just think, fuck, just tell me the truth, man. Like, I just look at him and think, please don't. Don't go there. Don't go down that path. But, but watch me. But I can't sit here and say, watch me, when I fucking lied my whole childhood. I lied my whole life. Like, I lied me, me way out of things. And like, to me now, like, honestly, like, and this is a straight statement, I'd rather say no fucking comment than tell a lie. If I've got a lie, I'm just not talking. That's the fucking honest truth. If you ask me something now and I want to answer you, I will answer you truthfully or I will tell you not to ask me the question. That's it. And I'd like my kids to be that way. And... That's that's a straight that is a straight fucking response to my mum drilling in my head all these years. Don't lie, but I never listened to my mum, bro. Never, not once. <laughs> fucking anything my mum told me, I never listened to. I didn't start not lying until I started hating liars. Till I started seeing my kids lie, I was like, "Fuck, I better stop doing that." I fucking don't like that. Um, you know, my mum told me as a kid. <laughs> Certain things you listen to as your parents are things you want to do, right? So your mum tells you, your mum tells you as a kid, someone hits you, hit them back. You listen to that shit. But when she tells you, you know, when she tells you, listen in school, save your money, go to school, save your money. You know, you don't, brother, you don't. It's not gangster. Yeah, but as you get to like, and when you're older, like non-gangster shit becomes gangster. Well, the thing, yeah, well the thing, fourteen to seventeen, fourteen to seventeen. What what people tell you to do is different to seventeen, twenty. Yeah, but is it true? You talk about. The fucking all the all the gangsters are on the net and all the fucking nerds are in the street. That song, you know what I mean? Like, that, that's true. Like, all, when you're younger, what makes you a ball runner? Fucking want to be a ball runner. Yeah. yeah. What makes you a ball runner? It doesn't make you a ball runner later. Money, money, and being a responsible adult. You know what I mean? Look at we look at people. But not even that. At, like at sixteen, seventeen, I, I know people with money at, at, at seventeen. No, but I mean, being having your shit sorted. Yeah, you know what I mean? that and, makes you a gangster. To me, yeah. to me. What makes you a gangster? And even the gangsters, right? Even the gangster gangsters now, you got all these little fucking bull runners left, right, and center that are doing whatever, and they're shit. They're living pay to pay. The real fucking gangster gangsters, they got their shit sorted. Yeah, bro. Like, and, and like, I, I know a few people that I've met over my time, man, where I've looked at these people and I was like, fuck, man. And they're doing good. Business wise, they're doing good. And when we were younger, they were bad dudes. Like, not bad dudes. They're not going to fucking kill some. But they were, they, they were heavies, right? Like, the people were scared of these people. And then they implemented what they... So, as they as, they, as you grow up, 15 to 18, once you get to 18, you're an adult, right? Well, you're an adult. You're fucking not. Like, you're... You're a fucking brain You're 15, you're like... I'm I used to think I could take on the world now. If I could stand face, I would knock myself clean out at 18 right well, now. Well, you're 15 and you go, I know everything. You turn 18, you're like, I'm an adult. I know everything. You turn 21, you're like, fuck, I was dumb Wait, at 18. How many times do you think? I always think... When I was 18, I looked back, I was like, fuck, that person I tried to fight when I was 15, I would have got cleaned up, thought I had it. And now I look back, and fuck, those people would have fought at 80, and I feel like you, you don't know. Like, you tell the wealth triangle is about money. 
the balance in life between money, living, and, and health, which creates happiness, and it's different for everyone. So, you know, we we talk about that a little bit, and we talk about how everyone's journey balances different on those three things, you know, and, and how many people do you know that will spend all their money on health because that's the investment, but it's a short-term thinking, right? You've got to make, to make anything sustainable, you've got to invest in your money first and invest in your, in your sustainability. So let's talk about that money, which, which, you know, is the first and foremost part and it's not the goal, it's the vehicle and it, it allows sustainability, opportunity, necessity. Let's talk about money. What, what were some of the good and bad things you learned about money early? And if you could go back in time, what's the things you would tell you would change for money? Well, I learned what not to do with money quite early. You know, my dad, I love him. Um, my dad would spend every cent he had on, on the horses or, or the piss. And, and I watched him do that and religiously and uh, watched him, you know, I, you know, a lot of people are going to relate to this. You know, we grew up in the West. Gambling's a big issue. Alcohol's an issue. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, you know, and, and like at the end of the day, look, to be honest, one one thing that I would change going back is I'd learn straight away from their mistakes. I wouldn't, I wouldn't wait to make my own. That, that's one thing I really, I really feel like I have this issue with with me is, and I feel like this is most of our target audience's problem. I feel like this is going to be the thing that hits, hits home the most is, when you watch your parent, friend, uncle, brother, whatever you watch, right? When you watch them piss their life away up the wall, fucking gamble their life away, slap a, slap a pokey, 10 buck hits, the whole fucking paycheck. 1100 bucks on a Friday night, Friday over, 3 o'clock, 4.30, they're broke borrowing money. When you watch that, what the fuck in your mind doesn't tell you, what are you doing? And at that period in my life, my mum used to say to me, don't spend all your money, son, but she'd spend her money. She'd slap. Don't spend all your money, son. She'd slap. That's what, that, that was my life. Right? Like my mum was a slapper. My dad was a, uh, my dad liked the horses. Anyone else to me was a tighter. You didn't gamble, you were a tighter. You know, like that's a fucking. If you a, had money, you're a tighter. That's if you a had money shit, in your bank account, you're a tighter. That's a fucking shit concept to have at, at 20, 18 years old, bro. You know, like, don't get me wrong, man. My mum never let us go without. And I'll tell you what, like, my, like, well, like certain things that my mum did to, to, to make sure I didn't let go without, like, I can't say. Like, my mum, my oh, bro, I was in, I lived in Queensland every couple of years. I was in Billabong, Quicksilver. I fucking moved to Sydney. I was rocking Nike at us. I never didn't have a pair of Reeboks on. Never. But my mum had no cash, bro. And was that because she gambled? Was that because it was hard to be in the West? Like, like, what was it, you know? And like, yeah, I grew up the opposite, bro. I grew up in, so your minor on the coast was Mount Druid on the, on the beach. We yeah. know that. And I grew up, I went to your minor high and Woo Woo High. And I moved from the West. I moved from Mount Druid, Quakers Hill area up to there. And dad, that was dad. Dad was, grew up in Billabong. Dad was the footy player growing up. Dad, dad wore everything. He spent his money on that. Mum, I think mum learned from that. And mum was a tight ass. Mum's an accountant. She's a tight ass, right? So, I went to a school where everyone wore human shoes and billabong. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> but I was in globes Bali. Day, the globes, globes, eh, globes, humans, Osiris's. <laughs> King, King over here was in the in the in the secondhand fucking wardrobe, and I had the the, the Dunlop volleys and shit on, which are cool. Uh, cool ten years later, I was just ahead of my time. But that's what I did. So I don't get that, right? No, no, they're only cool if they're green, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't get that because 
I grew up in a tight ass. See, I had this this thing, and I don't mean to steal your thunder, but I had this thing. We were, I wore the worst shit ever. I had hand me downs my whole life. My life changed when I saw a paycheck from my, a bank statement from mum one day. Right, I lived on. We I thought we were poor as fuck. I thought we were poor, and I saw a bank statement come from from the bank one day, and I just saw it, and it had like a hundred and something grand in there. And when you when you're fourteen, thirteen, fourteen, you think, holy fuck, that's my parents, well, that's the be all and end all. My parents are loaded. I'm thinking, why the fuck am I wearing volleys? <laughs> like, but so, so I don't get that. We're polar opposites here because yeah. I learned the other side of the things here. Nah, my my thing was, bro, like, like when you're uh, hard to explain to certain people that don't get it, but there's going to be a lot of people that get this right when when you're the not even when you're the oldest, when you're one of four, and your mum's a single mother. And yeah, right. They talk about like single mothers get this pension, bro. What? How many? How much money you reckon four kids need, right? Yeah. Like if I like I earn good cash, I fucking have a I have a good job, a good salary. I, I own different businesses. I work my fucking ass off for years. For three kids to live per week, bro, that's a thousand bucks. And and like, don't get me wrong, my kids live like kings because because I'd have it no other way. But I don't think you can downgrade that instantly. Then like, stop playing with your phone. We're fucking doing a podcast. That's my wife. Fucking takes precedent. Did you did you tell her you're blind? Yes. You <laughs> <laughs> had a few. So come get me. So look, what what the situation is with, with me is is like, and and my mum my mum probably won't mind me saying this because because that's of late the last couple of years. Like my mum's my biggest fan, bro. My mum looks at me like, how the fuck did you do what you did out of what you had? My dad. Your mum and my dad sound very similar. Dad from Mount Druitt. Yeah. Spent all his money. My my mum's from Shelby High, bro. My mum grew up in Shelby High. I was born in Lethbridge. Probably know each other. You know, yeah. Hopefully your your dad didn't fuck my mum. Hey, listen. So, look. Growing up as a kid... Going over to so so our regular like our like our outing right as as kids. So we're, hang on, let's let's go back a sec because we're talking about when I in the minor, I grew up and all the cool kids had what you're talking about, right? They had well wearing what you're talking about. They had I, was, that I was the cool kid, right? No, no, but I'm saying that that was the case. So I thought I wasn't cool because I didn't have that shit. When I got a bit older, I realised they were all in Howzo Commission. Yeah, that was me, bro. Yeah, and I'm like, and then I started realising. So that was my change because I realised, fuck, mum, I went without. Mum's You've gone without so that you could live a better life yeah. ultimately. Yeah, well, and I thought I was missing out because of all these kids, but it changed me. So when like, did you, real- when did you realize that that wasn't that wasn't the be-all? Well, it, it, it's hard to put a point on that because I still wear the I still wear the brand. Yeah, it, it's fucking hard to get rid of that, bro. Like, like when you when you and right. they yeah, but but like I, I wear brands now. I'll support. I'll I'll pay top dollar. If I'm supporting some kind of, I'm not gonna pay top dollar, bro. Ralph Lauren, I love Ralph. Bro. I'm a fan, right? I'm Gucci, a suck me off. Nah, well look, I got. I've spent one. <laughs> I'm not gonna go into it. I bought a Givenchy job. I never again. I don't even know where it is. I've worn it once. It was sixteen hundred bucks. I don't know where it yeah, is. Yeah, we were in Gant soon. Right? Nah, I'm always been again, bro. Like you come into my go. Look, I'm a. I'm one of those fuckers at 18, 19, I tease people about wearing TNs and I wore TNs. That was me. Like, I used to pick on, like... Because well, I put it out there. I've been wearing Kayano since I was 14 years old. <laughs> no, I always I wore mean, ASICs too, bro. I've been wearing Kayano's. Where are we up? <laughs> always wore ASICs too. Now nah, look at these ones, actually. Mine oh, have got, fresh, got, boy. got new today, bro. No <laughs> way. No way. The ASIC Quantum 366s, bro. Nah. They're new. Fresh. Look, so... We're getting off track. Switch on. Yeah, let, let's so let's go back to that because that, that's a, that's probably the that's probably the question that hits home the most to me that we've asked so far. But my mum, 
I could never say a bad word about my mum, right? As a kid, like, to this day... You wanted to, but... I have. I have to her. Me and my mum, we're, um, we're the most similar people you ever met in your life. There's no two people I've ever met before in my life that are more like me and my mum. We clash because of it. Because we're strong. We're strong. We're strong-minded. Difference is, um, we grew up in different areas, right? So my mum's one of seven, six older brothers. Mum had a pretty rough life. Lost her dad early. Lost one of her brothers early, and 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 like it molded my mum's life. My mum, my mum knew heartache from. Your mum learned from hard knocks. Yeah, but 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 she never learned. She never got rid of the pain. Like my mum now to this day, bro, cries for for twelve hours on end the day her dad, her dad passed away twenty years ago, and and I'm not the one to judge her, bro. Like, was she the one at the time that had to deal with it all though? Is that why? Nah. So my my mum was. This this sounds like a fucking bullshit story. You speak to my mum about this. We might get her on here actually because she'll be able to delve into this shit. But my mum at thirteen or twelve or thirteen years old went and stayed at a friend's house, had a dream of dad died, went home with dad dead. So like and and like you have that conversation with with your mum going and like my mum's my my queen, bro. Like I love my mum to death, right? Um, and I don't know my pop. I never met him. But when people speak to me, they tell me. I'm him. And I, so the day he dies, I get, I get butterflies in my stomach. I feel sick. Um, the day my uncle, like the day my uncle died, my uncle died in a high speed police chase, was knocked off a bike by a cop, but killed instantly, right? It's, it's molding to me to not like authority. I didn't have a fucking choice. I was three years old. I was told that story. How the fuck do I like authority? But as I grew up later, like I, like I look back at it now, like don't get me wrong, bro. It's my uncle, he's my mum's brother, my mum's shadow. My uncle, my uncle was a heroin addict on a motor, on a stolen motorbike, and and to me, a heroin addict on a stolen motorbike, what does he do? He runs over a kid on a on a, and don't get me wrong, bro. Like like my mum will probably not like this, but I'll, I'll release it because ultimately, to me, a heroin addict on a motorbike kills my kid across a crossing at a school, and then what happens? You know what I mean, like. I've I've learned I've learned to adapt. My mum never did. My mum my mum dealt with those things so close to her body and so close to her heart that she could never adapt. She could never forgive the police. But how the fuck do you get raised by one woman and then and then like the police? How do I like authority? How am I supposed to trust in authority when that's what's happened to me before I'm born? You know, so so for me to go from from that and then to go into the stage where I'm, I'm growing up and I've you know I've got this mum who I adore I, I fucking adore her my whole life I've adored her right but she's never done herself a favour like she knows that we we speak about that now like one day bro like I'll set my mum up I'll buy my mum a house she'll retire in a house that I buy and she'll die in that house and I'll and I'll do that like that's been a goal of mine since I was ten years old and I'll fucking do it I don't care what it takes or or, or how it sets me back like I've spoken to you about this previous when we were setting up my goals you were like do you really want to do that i was like yeah that's 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 got to be in the goals that's one thing I, i'm not gonna non-negotiable i'm not gonna subside on something that i've always had in my my, my dreams bro and, and like it doesn't matter whether that pushes me back five or ten years that's something that means more to me than than being rich or be or being successful like, no, that is your success you know and that's your wealthy um, bro like when i look when i look at it now like i think back i'm thinking back now like we saw our local dinner what we used to do we, we was we We'd go to Seven Hills RSL. It was it was a buffet. It was it was an all you can eat. It was twenty meters from my house. So I, I ended up working there, right? But we'd go there. We didn't go there there to eat, bro. We went there because we could sit there and eat buffet while Mum played pokey. Now I never knew that then, and I've never questioned my mum about it, and and I wouldn't because fucking she's my mum. You but, know that now. But am I gonna do that to my kid? Nah. That's a lesson you learn. I'm not now. gonna do that, bro. Like in like in hindsight, when I look back. I gambled 
I gambled a lot of money, bro. I gambled 50% of my wage for five years, well, from 18 to 23. No, there's no word of lie. I've never been one person to gamble every cent I've had. I've never been that person. I'll never leave myself without a, without food or a packet of smokes or rent. No, that's just not me. My rent went away first, I gambled the rest, right? Um, but at the same time, could I have learned from that earlier? Yeah, fucking 10 years earlier. Could I have looked back and said, hey, you know what? I'm never, I'm never going to buy a fucking horse. How about that? Never, ever. <laughs> oh, yeah, we bought the piss out of a horse. <laughs> So what about this, right? Like I've got a financial advisor one day is telling me, listen, you're going to stop fucking spending money on dumb shit. And then the next day is like, hey, you want 7.5% on a fucking horse? And this is a true story. My family never made it easy to be successful for themselves because they like the high life. But what they call the high life is spending every cent they got on the gambling or drinking. And what I call the high life is being able to afford gambling and drinking without fucking losing everything. Yeah, being able to enjoy gambling and drinking. If I want to gamble now, and, and any any dollar I spend on the ponies is a passive dollar. I will not spend a fucking dollar that I work hard for on on anything that doesn't make me money. It's blatant. It's out of your discretionary fund that we've built. Yeah. There is money, no money there is, that doesn't matter. There is no way in the world I will ever spend a fucking dollar on anything that I can't afford. No way. We've sort of chopped and changed. We'll get back to some specifics. We'll really summarize that down. But on the health side, you know, what do you wish you could have listened to about health-wise from a young age to now? Like, what, what's the balance there that you wish you could pick Physi- up? Physical health for me is a real battle, man. I still have the battle now. I'm not going to pretend I don't. I was, um, you know, fit, sort of good-looking kid when I was young. I always I was very cocky and I was very arrogant and, and you know, I, I was not a bad-looking bloke, bro. But as I've got older and indulged in life a little bit, I put on a bit of weight and... And to be fair, like now is the best spot in my, my mind I've ever been about it. I don't care. I care now because I want to be healthy, not because of, of what everyone else thinks. But the problem I've had from 18 to 30 years old is that all I've ever thought about is physical health. My whole fucking life I've thought about how I look. And never did I have anybody judge me on my mental health. Everybody judged me based off what I look like with the shirt off. You rip my fucking scalp off, they've got no idea what's under there. I don't care. And to me, I'd rather be a big, fat... Like, I, like, and like, don't get me wrong, bro. Like, I don't want to be... I want to look all right. I want to feel all right. But my mental health is the the most important thing for me. Now, I know they're connected. I get that. I've got friends who are... You know, I've got, I've got friends who are PTs. I've got friends who are fit dudes. I, I've got football player mates. Like, I've got mates who play NRL. Mental health and physical health definitely connected. I, I get that. But at the same time, uh, I think once you're comfortable in your own skin, your mental health gets better. Now, my physical health could be better 100%. I've been, I've been better in better shape than this. I've, I've felt better than this. I've slept better than this. But I've never felt better mentally. So I'm in a position now where, like, I think I spoke to you about it last, last week. I want to train, right? And you said to me, don't sacrifice your mental stuff for your physical stuff. Let's find a happy medium. Now, I don't know the medium. I, I'm not going to pretend to know it. I know that I want to be, I want to feel better physically, but mentally, I'm not going to give up my mental health for physical. Now, I may be, I may be very different to you from my concept and what I gather from it. You need your physical health to be on point, to feel good, to be mentally right. With me, <clears throat> I feel like um, 
Physically, I lapsed. Mentally, I grew. I now worry about whether or not, if physically I start growing, do I lapse mentally again? But do you think that potentially, now you've got your mental on point, that then if you can enhance that physical to push your mental further? Yeah, I, I do. But I toss it up too, because like, like I was saying before, like we're not, the, we're not the experts on this shit. Like we're talking about it like, like we know what we're going on, right? Like we're, that's that, talking about experience. Ultimately, we're we're talking about it's our experience, but yeah, we we we've still got so much, so much to learn and so much to go, right? And and like my my biggest insecurity in my life is the fact that do I do I now throw away this really good mental capacity I've got for a bit of for, for gain? Like, like so, so let's answer the question. Let's go back. What do you think, what do you wish you could pick up on? Because you focus so heavily. No one talked about mental health when we were younger, right? Do you, do, what do you wish you could pick up? Do you wish that you could have figured out the balance early or? Yeah, I, I wish, a lot of people told me balance. A lot of people talk to me about work-life balance, but I don't, I don't know, like now that I'm a businessman, like I don't, I don't know if there, like there's a balance. There's definitely a balance, but I don't, like Sunday to me is just another day, right? Sunday to you is probably another day. Sunday to someone working in a bar is not like, or, or, sorry, bars are probably a bad excuse for they work Sundays, but Sunday to a tradie is a fucking Sunday. Sunday is not just another day, bro. Sunday is a fucking Sunday. Sunday is like, fuck you, I'm not working. Me, bro, Sunday is what it is. And I never, I never learned the balance. I never, I never got to the stage where like I understood physical and mental balance. I never had, I never understood mental health. I never understood mental capacity. I didn't have, I don't think I had, a problem with my with my mental health as a young kid, and then once I had a problem with it, it no one ever taught me how to understand it. Now, uh, isn't that crazy? Probably just that, like the stuff that the stuff that develops the mental health issues, like back, like you when you're young, yeah. right? You don't. It doesn't creep in. You're king at that. Like no, there's nothing that affects you. There's nah, that but that's the you. stuff that affects you later. Yeah, there's nothing that affects you. All these types of things that you deal with early, and like the thing is too is like no one tells you. Eventually, you're gonna have a mental break. Like you watch these movies, bro. People have midlife. Everyone has a midlife crisis, right? Why the fuck don't we learn about that? But I. Why don't we learn about mental capacity? But I found out that the two things that got me. The two things, bro, the two things that got me were choice. There's too much choice in the world, too many options. That's what triggered my mental health was too much options, too much choice. Secondly, you got two there, by the way. Secondly was reminiscing, living in the past. My mental health came about from looking into the future. and I'm living in the past. But living in the past going, I wish I did this, I wish I did that. (laughs) thinking of that that was going to change anything, not focus on what I could control. Secondly, was looking well, into the future going, going, what do I do? It's too much choice rather well, than just picking something. That's, that's, where I, that's where I am now. So coronavirus, right? Topic's got to come up, right? Coronavirus. So for me, now, I, I might seem a little ins- insensitive at times, and, and I don't mean to. For me, I can't control coronavirus. For the, I've got nine businesses, bro. If coronavirus have a second breakout in New South Wales, I close down. Whether I close down or not, I can't control that. I can't control that, bro. I'm not the government. I'm not the fucking be all and end all. I, I don't make those decisions, right? So my sole focus, mentally, physically draining the whole, whatever the fuck it is, is to go on like it doesn't exist. Now, people think that's selfish or, or that's, you know, like, like it's, oh, you, you've got your eyes closed. I don't, I don't think coronavirus is not real. Right, I know it's You're there. focusing on what you can control. 
I can't control coronavirus. That's right. Right? So you can control how you prepare for it, how you, right. how you react so, to it. So we closed down. We closed down through Corona. We um, closed down Terrigal. We closed down a couple of our other businesses that were before I was in Pinot Picasso. And it caused a bit of an issue for us in the income. But, you know, preparing and, and having, a, having a bloke like you around meant I got through those. I, I understood. And two years ago, I told you this. Like two years ago, bro, I don't get through that. I don't get through that period. What happened here was, I fucking bitched and moaned and cried for three days. I think it was four, three or four days. I was like, oh, fucking poor me. Fuck poor me. Honestly, fuck poor me. Who gives a fuck? Who gi- Fuck them. Fuck them. As long as my businesses come out the other side. Now, originally the intention was to have all businesses come out the other side. Hang on, let's, let's focus on that conversation we had, right? <clears throat> and this is important because this was probably the biggest conversation that happened to me in my life that changed my, changed my life. I used to be, because I was so in control of everything I did, every room I walked into, every business I was a part of, I ran that shit, right? I truly believe it. Just our personalities. We're very similar. The day someone said to me, when I started whinging about shit because, like, like let's, a great example, being late to work. Fucking come and let that ruin your day. Oh, traffic, I was late. Who gives a fuck? If you're late, you're late. Fix it. Fix it. No, but if you're late, you're late. No, nothing yeah. changes. Yeah. Whinging about it for the rest of the day doesn't change what happened. Yeah. And, and that's, a, that's probably the biggest lesson I learned in my life is that I was like, cool, shit happened. Whinging about it just prolongs the badness. All right, shit happened. It is what it is. How can I make it better? Let's focus on what I can control. Let's talk about money for a second. Back before we chatted, you used to try and find investments that, like sparkling what? Full confidentiality here. It was, it was a great example. You wanted to go into something that you had no, very minimal control over in saying, this is going to make me as much money as possible. But the, in, in the shortest amount of time. That's right. But the amount of the, what you had control over had minimal impact on the results. Yeah. But you were hoping. Whereas now where you're at Pinot, I have control all, you over have control over your result. The, the, the stuff that you have no control of has minimal impact. And that's what people try and go <laughs> into things where, and as a young person, gambling's a great example. Gambling's a great example. You are hoping on something you have fuck all control over to but make you're not the outcome. Hoping. And like, this is, this, is where, this is where it gets tricky. This is where it gets tricky for, for me as a businessman is, is I go, now... The, the things that I've learned from then to now is people go, I gamble to win. No, no, but hang on, hang on. Let's talk about that. What do you mean you don't have control? What do you have control over when you're gambling? What do you have control no, over? No, no, this is what I'm saying. So, yeah. so, this, so this is my point. So in regards to gambling, people go, people will say to you, anyone who, anyone who hasn't come to terms with the fact yet that, that, that they're a gambling addict will tell you they gamble to win. Anyone who has... Right? I, I come to terms with the fact I, I, was, I was addicted to gambling, right? Now, I didn't gamble in. I gambled to gamble. I was addicted to addictions at 20 years old. Oh, um, yeah. Addicted to addictions in a sense that, like, I've quit cigarettes. You needed something to blame your I've failures on. I've quit cigarettes 10 times, bro. You, what do you think about that? That You needed something to blame your failures on. Yeah, and, and you know what the thing is now? Like, I own everything, bro. Like, I own... I smoke smokes. I smoke. I fucking hate it. I smoke cigarettes, but I smoke them. I'll tell you, I'm not going to lie to anyone. I don't. I smell like cigarettes. You don't fucking like it. Bro. Fucking stink. I don't bro. like it either. I don't like it either. But I but I smoke them, right? Now, there's been certain periods of my life where I've been addicted to, to, to narcotics. There's been certain periods of life where I've been an alcoholic. There's been certain periods in my life where I was I addicted. Drink, bro. I was addicted. I was addicted to gambling. 
But one thing that led to another was was for me that I started to understand I wasn't addicted to cocaine. I wasn't addicted to nah, what, bro. Like, and, and I swear by this. Now, I was, this is only a couple of years ago, bro. I was partying and and my problem was was I had money to access whatever I wanted. That's a big issue. Right? But it's not a problem. Now, there's a lot. <laughs> So I had to give up one thing, but I get addicted to another. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, you dumb fuck. All you had to do is get addicted to work. All you had to do is get addicted to success. Get addicted to something. And don't get me wrong, it's cliche. They're hard things to get addicted to, bro. Well, They're hard. Control. Yeah. One of the things I wish I learned earlier is focus on the things you control. How, and gambling's a perfect... What can you control when you're gambling? What's the one thing you control? The money out of your wallet. How much money you put in the cunt. What you can't control is what the result is. But we let the fucking, we let everyone who gets on it lets the fucking do, 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 too much money in there and then blames the gambling. But you controlled how much went into the gambling, right? And it, it, it transpires into everything else in your life. You've got to focus on what you, things you can control. So next thing we go on to is living. And this is probably the biggest one I want to get from you because you fucking live, right? So we've got the health, the money, and the lifestyle part of life to create happiness. And... Realistically, let's be honest, health probably sits in the balance for most people. It's neither here nor there. Like, we, we know what's generally healthy and what's not. But money and lifestyle, generically, are the biggest swingers, yeah? Yeah. You either spending all your money and having a great time not thinking about tomorrow, or you're spending none of it hoping tomorrow comes. And there's no balance. And the idea is to get the balance. So, I want to get from you, what, what is the biggest thing... If we look back, what's the biggest thing you would like to go back and tell yourself about about living? And why not be a positive? Spend money to make money. So ne- negatively, so positively on me, I, I, I travelled, man. I, I've been to Bali 21 times. There's a lot of people that travelled further, but I um like like I, I changed certain things. Um, no, no, hang on. But you might not change the lifestyle. But if you knew, like we talked before, if you knew what 10K a year could do for you, yeah? A 10K a year is fuck all out of the lifestyle no, no, you live. But, but see, the lifestyle that I live, so, so what I would do, I wouldn't change the travel and I wouldn't change, I'd, I'd change the 10K in gambling a year. Yeah, fair. That's lifestyle, but so that's so, so, a lifestyle. So in regards to my lifestyle, I, I'd never be a gambler. Like, I'd be a, like, uh, it's hard, like, it's hard to explain because... There are things in life that you need. Like, like if you go to the races, if you go to the fucking spring carnival, right? You got a ladies' day. Or you go to Melbourne Cup. Spend some money. Have a good day, right? I, I get that, right? But my biggest problem was Thursday, Friday, oh, I go to St. Pat's Tavern in seven years. I'll play poker. Even if I fucking won the game, I'd still do me ass. But that's lifestyle, bro. That's part of your lifestyle. Yeah, so... Anything that doesn't contribute to your so, need now or your future is lifestyle. So what I do, like if, if that's the answer you want, I wouldn't play poker. Nah. Okay. No, no, no. See, for me... I would so just look, spend the money I'm, first nah, and play poker so, with what was I'm left. I'm very different to, to other people. So what I realise now is, for me, is I, what I need to do... I want to know. To learn. So right now I can play poker and I'm good. I'm all right. I, I won't. I won't do my ass in the pokes, right? But there was a period of time where I needed to stop what the fuck I was doing to become aware of of how bad I was, right? So, so for me back then, what I would have done earlier is I would have not gone to poker. I would have spent twelve months away from the pub. I would have spent twelve months infiltrating my bank and and really fucking with saving it and fucking with business because 
Once I had the 20, and, and that's the key. The, the key to my success, bro, is 20K. I don't know why, or fucking, and, and I dare say everyone's different with their, with their figure. Like, the figure's not the thing. I saved 20 grand, and after that 20 grand, I never went below 20 grand. Not once in my fucking life. And that 20K, right, that 20K that I got is in a fucking Commonwealth bank that I can't attack. Like, I can't even find that cunt. If I have to go into Seven Hills Bank to open that bank card to get that fucking money to pull that money out because I've literally cut every card up and lost about three phones, done a whole heap. Brother, I know the 20K is there. I know it's in my name. I haven't accessed that for five years, six years. It's sitting there. It's just, but I never went below that 20. Well, let's go. Let's finish. All right, so, so, you know, we talk about that control and everything like that. So, so summarize it in. What's the one lifestyle thing? So you said no poker. Do you believe that? Nah. I believe it, it would have taken me 12 months to get rid of a gambling habit. I feel like poker was probably the cop out. For me, what I needed to do was withdraw myself from the situation. So for me, that meant not going to poker, right? Now, my problem was, was even if I spent the money before I went to poker and then went to poker, I had access to borrow money, 500,000 bucks a slap. That's where my problem was. So I couldn't, I couldn't do that. I couldn't put my money away and save it. I couldn't put my money away and do the, the things I wanted to do um, and then go to poker. It, poker wasn't the problem. The poker, not going to poker could have been my solution. I, I do believe that. I, I believe, I don't know for 12 months, bro, it changed my whole fucking life. Of course I'm going to believe it. But that doesn't mean it's going to work for you. It doesn't mean it's going to work for anyone else. What, what, what happened with me was I went, I've got a fighting issue at 18. I've got a problem. I fight people every time I go and get drunk. Don't go out. Now, I still partied, right? What I used to do was I used to get to, say, 10, 30, 11 o'clock. I'd start drinking waters from now. No, no one knows this, but I'd drink water from 11 to midnight. Changed my whole life partying. I never fought a cunt again unless they wanted to. I never, I never was the cause of dramas because from 11 o'clock to midnight, that was when everyone kicked off and got blind. I drink waters. I was still fucked up. I was still the same. I was still sniffed off my fucking head. I was still eating Mickey's. But 11 to 12, I didn't drink alcohol. I drank waters. And that was happening from 20 to 25, bro. So for that, and, and no one knew. I didn't tell no cunt that. That was my little concept of myself. I knew that if I just had that water break for an hour, I could go to fucking 9 o'clock Sunday night. Because Friday night, I wouldn't get, I wouldn't fucking end up in a blue and end up in a fucking cell. Like I, I learned that about myself, and that's one thing I will I will put myself above, and and not to say I'm any better than anyone else, but one thing I did know about myself my whole life is I always read myself better than other people read them. I grasped um, knowledge out of myself, and I grasped what I was doing right or doing wrong real fucking quick. Like I used to fight every night at the fiddler for six months, but I literally one night just went, I'm just not going to drink from eleven to twelve night. I didn't have a fight. The boys got into a blue. A couple of boys got locked up. I remember it clearly. And I was like, oh, I'm good. Oh, I went and sat in the fishbowl. <laughs> like, my mum come and pick me up. I was sitting outside the fishbowl with my mates inside it, but I didn't go in it. That fishbowl. What a cesspool. What a 7 a.m. people running past cesspool. Sydney <laughs> City, what's up? You know what I mean? So, so for me, yeah, like, don't get me wrong. I, I get what you're saying on, on behalf of the fact that you didn't need, get, need to give the poker up. But me personally... That was my dealing mechanism. My, my way of, of getting out of the, of the shit was 
my whole life it was like, how do you fix this? So I found something to pull myself away from that, and that, and that was how I did it. Um, and I think that's how how I'll continue to do it for for the rest of my life. Is is that I get to a stage in my life where I go, this 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 is the one thing causing your problems. And, and although it's probably the wrong thing, I'm probably focusing on the wrong thing every time. If I give that up, it just takes me away from the right thing. If you get what I mean, all the all the fucked up thing. So. Yeah, bro, that's my deal. That's that's my mechanism of fixing things, and yeah, I'm I'm in a good space now where I'll, I'll just do that continuously until I until I find peace, bro. I'm good. All right, so let's summarize this up. That's that, so let's summarize that up, right? It's a good fucking session. It's a good first one. Welcome to the wealth cartel. What's up? Um, let's summarize it up. What's your <laughs> wealth cartel? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Old okay. Corona, this mic the fuck up. Um. Number one, so let's summarize it. If you had to give someone, a youngin, number one money tip to start when they're young, what is it? What's the number one money tip? Bro, the number one money tip for me to get to give anybody is respect money. Um, there's a lot of things in life you're going to grow up, you're not going to respect. And you probably should. There's, there's, there's a lot of things you should respect that you don't, right? But if you learn to respect money, bro, like if you learn to put respect where it's, People are going to tell you when you're young, respect pa. Respect pa. People are going to tell you when you're young, they're going to say money's not everything. And it's not. But anyone fucking tells you that it means nothing, they're wrong, bro. Like, you cannot live without money. You can't eat, you can't breathe, you can't fucking sleep comfortably, you can't have aircon on, you can't drive a car. Like, anything you need in your life to be successful takes money. Now, whether that means building a brand, whether that means making your mum happy, like what, what you're going to understand is there are certain amounts of money for people that are going to make them happy. There are certain amounts of people for other people that they're not going to make happy. But money makes the world go around in a sense that you must. There's a base necessity. You must have it. You, must, you can't have zero. You can't have zero. That's right. right? So, fuck you. Fuck you, dog. So, to me, one thing I would tell people is to learn to respect money. Respect it like you respect your, your, your mum. Yeah. If you look at money like you you look at your mum, now there's gonna be a lot of little fuckwits that this doesn't you know, they don't have respect for their parents. Now I, I do, bro. I respect my mum, I know you respect yeah, your grown. parents, right? They're, so they're if you look at cash the way you look at your mum, you respect cash the way you respect your mum, one thing that will always happen if you respect your mum is she'll be around for fifty years. Till you know, till unfortunately she passed away or you pass away. Your mum's never gonna if you respect her from the day you're born to the end, she'll be there, right? What's the difference with cash? If you respect money from the time you earn it till the time it leaves, if you respect it and use it the right way and and, and you care for it the way you care for your mum, you're fucking sweet. So respect it and, and don't take it for granted, eh? Yeah, don't the, the same like I feel like it's it's more of a more more so to the point of instead of just saying respect it like treat it like you treat your mum. It's a fucking weird thing. So to don't say. don't treat it like it's never. It's always going to be there. Cause yeah, no, nah, it ain't always, always going to be there, bro. Your mum ain't always going to be there. You know what people say to you like, respect your mum, like look after your mum, bro. Like my mum passed away. You know what, bro? Money passes away. Money goes. It does, but you know what happens is is it's, it's it, money doesn't pass away. You always get it, but the amount of time you have to make it count does. That's right. So say for instance, say you're a footy player, right? Like we had this conversation the other day. Say you're a footy player, you get 15 years at it. So if you were told, 15. who are you, Cameron Smith? Yes. Right. So if you're told at 20, you've got like, say you're told at 20 years old, you've got 15 years left with your mum. Your mind would fucking boggle. 
you're like to me, if someone told me in twenty, you've only got fifteen years left with your mum, you're never gonna see her again after thirty five, I'd think, How the fuck can I make the best out of this with my mum? Let's do everything. So if someone turns around to you at twenty and says to you, Make the most out of your thirty uh, your next fifteen years of cash. Man, let, let, like you know what? But you don't have to do squash everything into those time frames because okay, you might live longer. But respect it for fifteen years and you'll prosper. Yeah. I, I feel like if someone said that to me, although I wouldn't listen then. I love for him to tell me that now because for 15 years, bro, imagine saving, all right? Imagine being 20, 20 years old and saving 10K a year for 15 years and you didn't spend a cent. Right now you're 100, you've got 150K, you buy a million dollar house. What the fuck? Well, you listen to me, yeah, about 300. <laughs> all right, so that's money. So number two, so so what's the number one health tip you, you take? Summarize into one tip, main tip for health. Uh, all right, so this one's going to be opinion-based. Um, it's for you. We're talking about, we're talking about you. Yeah, respect you. Yeah, uh, no, I, I won't. I won't say that because I said that about. No. For me, health based. Um, health is happiness, and, and and physical and mental health are completely different things. Find find what suits you. If you're that one person that needs to be physically healthy and ripped and shredded and be out there fucking looking like a boss to make yourself feel better, do that. That's what healthy is to you. Health to me is making sure my mind's good, making sure when I go to sleep, I sleep. When I wake up in the morning, I'm ready to go. My my mind and my mental health is, is to me, mental health and physical health are so fucking the, the same thing, but so far far away from me because I've got a really good touch on my, my, my mental health. I, I can take and pull and take and pull, and, and although I have hard days, like I'm not going to pretend I don't fucking have hard days, although I have hard days, um, I've, I'm in control of my, my mental. I'm not in control of my physical. So yeah. what I do is I focus solely on my mental because that's where I get going. All right. Living. What's the number one living tip for the youngins? Uh, don't don't regret, but don't do anything you would regret. I just I just feel like like a lot of a lot of the times like I don't regret fuck all when I was a kid, but. I look back and I wish I'd never done it. I don't regret it because I am who I am and I, I am where I am. And I've been taught a lot, a lot of the time in my life, I've been taught don't fucking regret anything because it makes you who you are. But I wish I had a thought about doing things I didn't regret when I was later. That's good. All right, summarize it all up. What, in a sentence, one sentence, not four paragraphs like you love, in one sentence, what's your tip to the youngin? About how to how to improve where they are now. What you what's the tip? The one sentence tip to get to change their life between now and when they're your age. Bro, it's fucking cliche, hey, but be the man you want your daughter to marry. Um, it's fuck. It's a shit. It covers everything, but it's simple, bro. It's simple. It's eight words. Be the be the man you want your daughter to marry. It's literally like it's the whole thing I've valued my whole life on. Um, changed my whole life. Beautiful. All right, the good bit. Give us a plug. Uh, what are you doing now? Who can you connect with? Who can you help? Who can help you? And, and what's next? Bro, look, a plug for me. Um, I'm going to plug Aaron and James from Penal Picasso because they are where I am from now. I've got a few more plugs than most people because I need, <laughs> need a bit more help. But plug I'll, yourself. Plug Ryan King uh, for Three Kings Finance. I'll plug Ben Carter from Carter's Tax Advisory. Give yourself a plug, bro. What, to plug oh, I'm going to oh, plug myself. Look, man, I, I own... I own nine Peno and Picassos across New South Wales. I own Port Macquarie, Peno, uh, Peno, sorry. I own Port Macquarie, Terrigal, Riverwood. I own Wentworth Point. I own North Sydney. I own Canberra. Smackdown. 
Yeah, we we own we we own most of North, we, we we own most of Sydney, bro. But like like ultimately, the plug for us is is Pinot Picasso is a brand. Um, you won't beat it. There is no better art studio in Sydney. There is no better fucking. Can vouch for that. Um, you know, one, one other person I'm gonna plug. I'm wearing his brand. I'm wearing Jade up. Look, look, Jake. Jake's done a lot of lot of little things for me. Nothing massive. Like Jake and I. Jake and I are on a very respectful level. Like we, you'll be I'll, on here, Paco. I just message you mid convo. I've watched, I've watched him go from strength to strength, man. We, we we cross paths as kids, but but in the last couple of years, we've got a lot of respect for each other. Um, I would much prefer to see people I know winning, and and I'd plug the fuck out of anyone that's ever helped me come up. Then then anti pop tall poppy syndrome. Who fucking let's make each other grow. Yeah, bro, and, and like, and like for me, like my, like I'll, I'll plug, you know, you know what, bro, I, I plugged all the boys, I plugged everyone else, I'll plug, I'm, I'm gonna, I do plug, but I'm gonna plug my missus, man. Like I couldn't, I am not who I am, and I could not be who I am without her. So, so, so quickly, who, who can you do you want to connect with? Who are you looking for, bro? Who should get in contact with you? Who, who can help you? Who can you help? At the moment, I'm connected up with um, a fighter at a Bellator named Darlene Blanco. Um, she's called the Anger Fear. She's about to fight. Um, What's her fucking name? She's about the cyborg. She's about to fight cyborg for the title. It hasn't been released yet. We might need to hold this for two weeks because I think it's going to be released next week. But look, I, I'll um, I like connecting with people that I that I feel feel good about. I'd like to connect more with um, with business minds. I've got a really good digital marketer. She can put me. She's been putting me onto certain people that help me. But ideally, to be fair, I um, in the last two years I've hooked up with everyone I needed to. Well, I'll plug in for you. Anyone anyone with big corporates and these big corporate events, fucking this is your guy. Pinot Picasso is the best team bonding building exercise there is morning, afternoon, get in there. So I think if you, if you run a big corporate or a big team and you want to connect, you know, we're talking big, I'm talking 10, 15, 20 plus, get in there. He's your guy. Let's get in there. Let's have, make it happen. What's next? Bro, what's next for me is um, this. <laughs> nah, yeah, like, like I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know what, bro? I'm, I've got, I put a lot of time into what I do. I, I focus a lot on, on, on me, and I focus a lot on my family. And, and I'm in the process now where a lot of people gave back to me and, and refilled their knowledge for me to become better. And, and now that's what I want to do. Um, I'm, I'm in, what this is all about, are you? We're giving back. I'm in no way. Sense, we don't want nothing from this. We, we're simply I'm, here I'm to in, give back. Yeah, I'm, I'm in no way sense or how where I want to be, or I'm, I'm not even the person I want to be at the moment. I, I'm not. I'm, I'm a lot better than I was five years ago, but but I'm not at the goal I want to be. But what I want to do is I want to be able to influence younger people. I don't, you know what? The age doesn't matter. It's, pe- it's people that haven't had the opportunity to be where I am. Like, I've been very lucky with what I do, but I'm good at what I do. I'm, I'm not going to deny that. But I've had a lot of luck along the way. I've had a lot of people take me under the wing and, and look after me. And, and I feel like now, what, what the, who the fuck am I to not take people under my wing and show them what I know? You know? So take in and give back. That's what we do. All right, well, that's the first episode of uh, of Wealth Cartel. We hope you enjoyed. We'll cut it up, chop it up. Um, we've got some big guests coming up, and I think I'm on you next. And then, uh, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll chop it up with you soon. Cheers, guys. Well, that was mad fun.